Welcome back, guys, to the Intentional Queen Podcast, where women come to be empowered on their self-love, self-healing, and growth mindset journey. It's your host, Janine, and I'm also a life coach, and I'm just so blessed to have you guys here on the podcast. And so let's talk about a few things. I got this episode called Pivoting in the Streets the 2021 wrap up. So last year I was talking about peace and this year we talking about pivoting and, you know, listen, it's the end of the year. I can't believe it. We've already had Thanksgiving. So now we're embarking on Christmas and the new year. And so I want you guys to have a blessed holiday. And I felt like I should do an episode where we're going to wrap up what we've been doing on Intentional Queen podcast and just Let's let's talk about some things, okay? So first and foremost, you guys, if you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you go ahead and follow your girl on Intentional Queen Journey. I also have a YouTube channel if you didn't know, so make sure you go subscribe, but you also can listen to the podcast there. I got the newsletter up. So if you want to know about events or anything that or uh, anything that's coming up, Intentional Queen Journey related, you want to make sure you sign up to the to the newsletter and all that's at the brand new website, intentionalqueenjourney.com. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode, guys. You have been listening to my previous episodes, and I'm just so blessed and humbled by everything that you guys do. So make sure that you guys screenshot listening to me, and let's jump into pivoting in these streets. So with 2022 embracing it's time to do some reflection and I thought it would be only fitting that I would do my own self-reflection with you guys on what I feel like this podcast has been doing it's a little over a year the year for the podcast was in October of 2021 shout out all the people who listened who watched and especially to my guests that came through Miss Terry Miss Latorsha and Miss Kat because we did that thing and I got so many rave reviews about how women were healed because I called it the healing summit you know that was just a blessing I did my vision board uh, early of 2021 and I had some vision and some things I wanted to do for Intentional Queen Journey. You guys always hear me talk about your giraffe out here in these streets. And like I said, that comes from the book Instinct with T.D. Jakes. And he talks about giraffes, necks are high and they have vision, they have foresight, they can see where they're going. And so when I hang with you guys out here in these streets, I just feel so empowered because iron sharpens iron and you guys level up. I even had a had a queen shot out to me and say it's just like when I listen to you girls like just talking to one of my friends and one of my girlfriends just let me know what the tea is so hopefully I'm that type person for you and if I am then you make sure you share it with your other friends because we just a whole tribe out here okay with the word of the year for me it was pivoting and I really felt like, you know, I had been through some things. People always ask, like, you know, you talk about your test, but you don't really go deep into it. You know, one thing you'll learn when you come through events, some that are traumatic and some are just, you know, it is what it is. You don't want to stay stuck there. OK, because you're not a victim. OK, you're a victor. So we're not going to sit up here and be sad and mopey out here in these streets. We're going to take it as a lesson. You're going to take it on the chin and you're going to keep things pushing because you're a giraffe out here in these streets. So you're not a victim out here. You're a victor. And I wanted to just take this time for us to reflect. And I chose my word pivoting because I wanted to pivot towards peace. And I talked about when I was a bruised caterpillar because, you know, this podcast for me, I started, you know, doing my work. Okay. And why I'm digging into this is because my son, (laughs) I put a post up on IG, but my son had in his book that he chose to bring home was called The Hungry Caterpillar. And I'll be know if y'all remember that book, but it's a childhood book and it talks about the stages of a caterpillar all the way through a butterfly. Okay. And hence that's my logo. And I thought it was very fitting that my son chose that at the library 
And he said, because mommy, you like butterflies and you like giraffes. And I thought you really liked this book. So, you know, I love the baby. I thought it was fitting because now I can show him the stages by reading the book, but there is some context to that in life. And I look back because like I said, we're not victims out here. You're, you're, you're a victor and you don't want to live in that place of woe is me. And you need to just take it as a lesson and, and move forward and move onward. You know what I mean? Because some things happened. Okay, this was somebody right now because the spirit coming in. I pray about what to talk about with y'all. So it was on me talking about you had to go through it. And there was this moment in time for me, but it was this one video by Bishop Knowles and it's called You Had to Go Through It. I want y'all to Google that on, on YouTube, okay? And he talks about, listen, woo, you had to go through it because he said you're strong enough now to recognize a snake and a rat when it's coming your way. Okay, it don't matter which way the sun is shining. It don't matter how the wind is blowing. Once you've been there, you've done that. You know what you know. You keep it moving. Okay, because listen, gotta check on you when you in the cocoon, and he'll make sure you're okay. And then when you come out on the end, it ain't nothing they can do because you don't live there no more. And my little cousin said that to me when I did the healing summit because people come looking for that old version of yourself. Okay. Cause you got to own your role. I even had a, a new listener put that on my Instagram feed about how she really liked how I say you got to own your role in it, but you also got to accept the good, bad and the indifferent. She said the good, bad and ugly, but that's the same principle. And what I mean by that is if you didn't go through those events, it probably wouldn't have made you be in your crushing to do the work, okay? And so being a life coach, I did my work. So when I come at my clients and they're talking to me, I'm there to help them with their own transformations by showing them my own transformations, okay? And so hint, when we get back to the book, it shows those stages, but I'm able to show my five-year-old the process of that, but also how to relate it to life. You start out as the egg in the book and then... You know, that's when the events happen, things are brewing, okay? And then you're the caterpillar, okay? And things have arrived and now you're like, okay, what do I do now? You're a waddling toddler, like you're teaching your kids. Let's relate it to motherhood. We got mothers out here in the streets. Like, you know, you're teaching your baby, okay? When you first have the egg, you got a womb, you got to feed them, you got to do all this stuff. And then they become a caterpillar, they're a toddler, now they're walking, they're into everything, okay? And you're bruised, as a caterpillar. And what I mean by that is that's when you be in that victim mentality, like, woe is me, it happened. And, and that's when I need you to understand it happened for you, not to you. That's one more time. Let me say that for the person in the back. This happened for you, not to you, because see, victim mentality is it happened to me. I can't believe this happened to me. And victor mentality is it happened for me. Okay. And it happened for you for multiple reasons, whatever that is for you. But you need to understand when you do your work, when you get ready to go in a cocoon, you understand why it happened for you. But when it happens, you need to understand it is for you. Okay. And when you become empowered in that statement, because I want you to start learning how to give empowering statements because I'm speaking life to somebody right now and I need you to hear me, hear me. And when I listen to Bishop Knowles, I mean, I used to listen to that video. I mean, listen, I could recite it verbatim. I listen to it at least three, four times a day. And listen, that blessed my soul because when you're going through, people don't have no concept, but you still got to come through the murky water to be a lotus flower and be beautiful every single 
time. If y'all been following me on the podcast, you know, I talked about this one episode where I talked about Joyce Myers and she talks about how they threw dirt on the donkey and the whole hoping the donkey would be quiet and hush up. And they thought they were killing the donkey to die him off like they were burying him, but really he was being planted, okay? And when the action is happening, it looks the same, but it's not the same process happening. So back to the book, because it's story time, okay? And when I talk about story time, I'm trying to let you know, when you in the cocoon, that's the donkey that's in the hole with the dirt. It's what you do with the dirt, because you are not a victim, you are a victor. Like I said, you had to go through it, and it happened for you, not to you. One more time, it happened for you. So when the dirt is coming on you, you need to understand what to do with it. And what you do is you use it as fuel to get you to the next step. And the next step is normally when you're doing the work, okay? Because it's not about them. It's never about them. It's about you. Because if you focus in on what they're doing in the streets, you will become distracted, okay? And I want you to make sure you're pivoting towards peace. What do I mean by peace? That means healthy boundaries because they try you, okay? They try you. And you have to be strong to control what's going on in your mind, okay, to say, hey, I don't live there no more. I'm in my metamorphosis. I'm in my cocoon. I'm getting ready to bust out. I'm doing this work because the work is about you. You know what I mean? It's out of your control. All you can do is control how you respond, okay? Control how you respond. One more time, control how you respond and some seeds that you sow because, listen, they will come with negativity and you have to be unbothered. And you have to actually pray and bless them on because they will wish you ill will. And you're going to say, bless you. And I wish you are healing because you don't have time to be consumed in the foolery. And sometimes it's not even people because I don't even want it to be about that. Some people got some past traumas. As I said, I've been around a lot of women recently and they have been coming to me about what's going on. I'm on a Facebook group and I've been seeing women talk about they want to give up. These are single moms. Like, listen, it's been a lot going on. People are suffering. And I'm here today to bring you hope, especially with it being the end of the year and it being holiday time. People are struggling. And I want you to hear me well. You had to go through it. So I don't know what you're going through, but you need to go ahead and be a caterpillar and go on and get hungry and go ahead and figure out what you need. Go in your cocoon and do that work, okay? Is it your body? Okay, I need to eat better, Janine. Okay, then you need to lose some weight. Let's get you a trainer, okay? Let's go ahead and get you a healthy diet. Let's get you on a food plan. Let's do this. Let's do that, okay? Is it your brain? Okay, well, let's get you on some free YouTube videos. Let's get you on some things. Let's read some books, okay? Some self-help books, okay? I got a friend who's getting ready to put out a book, shot her out. So listen, Read. If you really want to know what books for the podcast, I got a whole book list that you can check out on my blog page at Intentional Queen Journey that helped me. Okay. Battlefield of the Mind is one. Instinct is one. Okay. The Five Love Languages. That's another. Uh, Four Seasons of Marriage. That's a good one. Okay. Because that don't matter if it's marriage. It could be your kids. It could be any relationship. You need to understand. Okay. Out here in the streets. And you also need to know you're building on a strong foundation because your foundation will crumble if that thing is not on solid ground. So do that work. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know they all took me there. I felt like church. And then when you busting out the cocoon, because we're back to the book now, you know, and we've been buried. Okay. We talked about that where they try to bury you and you'd be planted. We talked about the horse and the donkey. 
and it's what you use as fuel because now you're getting ready to bust out. That's when you strengthen your wings, okay? You have been all transformed. You went in as a caterpillar, you're getting ready to come out as a butterfly. And one thing I want you to notice also between a butterfly and a caterpillar, a caterpillar is stuck because it only can slug around on the floor. It does not have wings to fly and be free. And when you're in the cocoon, you are confined, you are bound, okay? And you want to be unbound. You want to be free. You want to let go. You want to level up. You want to be better. And so in order to do that, you have to come through. And I feel like it's just so important that you guys really get that concept. And that's what Intentional Queen Journey is so much about. Level up your Intentional Queen to a better you. I want you to bloom, bloom y'all, B-L-O-O-M, where you are. I got this replay. I felt like I had to put it here with my interview with Miss Tanya Taylor and she blessed my soul. I found this young lady through another guest and she's an author and she's also a mom, but she'd been through some things y'all where I told you she had to go through it. Okay. And it happened for her, not to her. And she speaks on her purpose and pain. And I feel like this is for somebody because like I said, life coaching these women and just talking to these, these groups on Facebook and all that, and just feeling what's going on. You know, as an empath, sometimes, you know, we have the ability to really feel like I felt that you can feel people's energy because energy is real. I just been so moved by what's really going on and feeling saddened. And I just want to empower these people. So I feel this episode, since it was one of my top ones for 2021, is going to bless you with Miss Taylor Taylor. So without further ado, guys, let's jump into it. Make sure that y'all subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the newsletter at Intentional Queen Journey. And um, I'm just thanking you guys. And I'm going to see you in 2022. All right. Bye-bye. Stay tuned. Tanya Taylor, who's going to come through. She's an author. She has some other degrees. She got some other stuff. And her story is so good. I had to do a little Instagram stalking. She'll admit to it. I uh, checked her out. I saw her book and I wanted to have her come to the podcast because I had some women when I did a survey of what did people want to hear on the podcast. And a few of the women was like, Janine, I really want to talk about grief. And I also want to talk about peeling back those layers of pain, but also using them into their purpose. So she definitely is going to come through and give us some wisdom nuggets on that. So without further ado, Miss Tanya Taylor, come on in and welcome to the Intentional Queen podcast. Thank you for having me. Welcome everybody. I'm excited of what's to come. Yes. Y'all just missed the behind the scenes. I'm going to have to put a little clip out on that, but the <laughs> enemy has been trying to make this episode not happen for y'all, but me and Tanya was like, listen, we're going to make this happen. So I hope we at least got somebody out here who needs to hear this message that we get ready to share with you. Okay. So Miss Tanya, tell me your background, a little bit of your credentials. Tell the people a little bit about you. Sure. I am a mother, I am a wife, and I am a newfound author, which I'm really Yay. proud of. Um, the author part, I would have never thought that that would be on my resume or my bio, but it's just something that was definitely purposed for me to do. So I'm grateful to be on this journey to share it with others. I love that. I love that. Um, we talked before on um, behind the scenes. So tell us about your degree. You have some other degrees. You got a master's degree and some other stuff. So the author thing is like so new, but it's also good that you're a mom as well, because people don't think that sometimes you could be a mom and do so many other things. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. So I have a bachelor's when I graduated from high school, I went straight to college and got my bachelor's in English. And then later, what's interesting is 
I have a master's in uh, human resource management, my MSM, and I just recently got that in 2017. So on top of being a mother, like you said, and being a wife and trying to navigate that challenging, but very rewarding. It's very rewarding and which kind of segues into, or it tied into when I was, when I wrote my book. So it was very helpful. I love that because I think sometimes women need to see other women doing it. Meaning like right. I did do being a mom, being a wife, having a healthy relationship, definitely trying to get your education. So I love that. I love that. So discuss with me why you became an author, a little bit about your personal story and a little bit about the book. Sure. So my book is called uh, Purpose and Pain, The Journey is Necessary. And the book was definitely purposed out of a painful um endeavor in my life that had happened. And actually it was from multiple traumatic experiences. Uh, I did not plan on writing a book. It was something that um, was told to me. Several people said, you know, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I never thought anything about it. Um, But later on, I was compelled to do so. I didn't even have a choice. I was compelled to write this book to get my thoughts, my tears, my journey out on paper so that it could definitely help others. Um, So the book is a little bit about just two different periods in my life. It talks about how I grew up um, briefly and just two different periods in my life suffering just traumatic experiences, whether from death, um, just um, sickness and things of that nature and how I was able to endure, to overcome, Um, And just to deal with the different elements that comes through those experiences. So sometimes when life is all good, uh, it can throw you a curveball. And how do you handle that? Where do you go? How do you turn? Turn? Who do you turn to, actually? And I just kind of took that experience and put it in my book so that hopefully it will bring hope to others and let them know that they are not alone and that they can get through and process all of that all of that information and all of those feelings and uh, things of that nature that they can sustain that time, that storm. Wow. Listen, I was sitting here getting a little teary eyed because I know some (laughs) of the behind the stories, but the overcoming, I love that. I talk about that a lot on a podcast about overcoming obstacles and also about storms because we know storms come and storms go. The Intentional Queen podcast was birthed. I, me and you both discussed, we're a little bit more on the private side. We don't like to be in the forefront, but people told me, Janine, you gotta, you gotta get your story out. You gotta, you gotta do this podcast. I was like, no, no, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. I felt compelled and here we are and we're out here, um, mentoring but we're also up there sharing the journey because we've been there and so we're showing people they're not alone so when you said that that just resonated so good with me because that's what people need to know they are not alone and that there are ways and things to do to seek and like you said who do you turn to when things um change because life can be good and then it throws you that cold ball and you like whoa what is this and how do you deal with it because most of the time we either stuff it like we're not going to deal with it or you go to the full depressive side or it just shows up in other ways. So I feel like this is definitely something that is a blessing. And I'm so happy and proud of you that you took that oh, step and you. leap of faith. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes you. we need to hear that when we did it because it's nerve wracking. Right. And so right. 
I think that's awesome. Tell me a little bit how you think grief shows up in other ways or even the inspiration, like the path to the purpose. Why did you feel that needed to be done? Grief shows up in ways that we may not even think. So, of course, you know, there's the obvious, you know, um, you cry, you hurt, you scream. Some people not being able to process the grief, they may turn to, you know, drugs, alcoholism, things of that nature. So grief shows up in, in many, many ways. Um, it, there's also like a, a disenfranchised grief, meaning when people think grief, they think, okay, my mom died, my dad died, you know, my brother, my sibling died. But grief could also be the loss of a pet, the loss of a job. If you lose a limb, you know, think about veterans and when they come back from the war and different limbs uh, and things that they have loss, you, you grieve that because that's something that's been a part of you for so long. So there's, there's a certain type of grief there. But what's important is, uh, well, let me get back to what you said. How does it show up? Whether we overeat, whether it's anger, it's depression. We, the first thing you just want to withdraw when we should really run to. That always amazed me. Why do we kind of go into a cocoon? Um, we, we want help. We, we want the love and support, but we don't want to be bothered all at the same time. It's really weird. But grief, you know, uh, people experience grief differently. So it all depends on what you're going through. But also grief, I want to say that in the midst of grief, so, you know, you're sad, you're mad, there's different stages to grief, there's depression, and they say five to seven stages of grief, you have to allow yourself and give yourself permission to grieve. Mm, that's good what right do- there, y'all. That's notes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> you, but that's notes. Allow yourself to grieve. Sometimes we stuff it. We don't want to deal with it. That's good. You have to embrace what you are feeling in that moment. And that's the number one thing we do. Once the feeling comes up, no, I have to be strong. I can't deal with that right now, you know, or I don't want anyone to see I'm crying or I'm hurting. And it's a call for help. It's really a call for help. So you have to embrace what you're feeling in the moment. You don't have to be strong. Um, Strong, quote, unquote, in the sense of feeling like you have to pack that away, that's not healthy. And when you don't grieve healthy, it leads to other adverse effects. So embrace what you're feeling, recognize it, actually welcome it in so that you can try to start to heal from it. I mean, when you was talking, I think with me being a nurse and everything, grief, like you said, it could be a pet, it could be a relationship, like just even those people are still alive, they're not dead, but it's the death of a relationship, or multiple things. I mean, I was sitting here thinking, I'm just like, yeah, you know, grief means a lot. And also, when I was in nursing school, we had the Kubler and uh, Kubler Ross, I might be messing her name up. But it was a theory. And she talked about those stages of grief. And that first one, is what you said. And the last one is acceptance, like just accepting what has happened, but it's a transition. And a lot of people don't even want to start the process. So I think, like you said, embrace that. And that word strong, that comes a lot in my personal background where strength was something that was key, but sometimes people can misrepresent that word strong and go in the cocoon and not embrace the help that people want to give them or people look at them like, well, they're so strong. I don't know how to help them. So be welcoming to the support. 
Absolutely. That strong word, it's so overrated. And, and actually, we, we use it wrong when we think we're using it right. And you being strong is rec recognizing how you're feeling, identifying, and then wanting to help change or heal that. That's the strength. But that, that, that strong word has been butchered in so many different ways. But once again, we, we only know what we know or we know what we're taught. So we think we're doing what's right when actually it's really hindering and hurting us sometimes. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. So that said ways into our next question, because I had another queen reach out to me. She wanted to talk a little bit about generational curses or just generational um, concerns or things that lead, like you said, into how you were taught and why we respond or why we do the things that we do and how we can put a pause there and change and do something new. So talk to me a little bit about like generational stuff and how we can kind of break that mold if we need to. You know, I think first with generational, you have to first see the pattern mm -hmm. that's, you know, hence generational. So if you can recognize the pattern, um, my grandmama did it, my mama did it, you know, now I'm doing it. Once you can recognize the pattern, you have to acknowledge it's there. And then once again, want to change it. What may have worked for my great, great grandmother in the time that she was uh, here on this earth may not work for our generation at this time. And it's okay. Guess what? It's okay. Mm, change. It's okay, y'all. It's evolve. okay. Right. It really is okay. We change, we evolve, we do things differently. And sometimes it doesn't take out the base or the foundation, but you have to roll with the time as it's changing. And so something generational, if it was adverse or it's not healthy, we need to change it. And so many times I can only pour into you what was poured into me. And sometimes our parents can only give us what they got. So mm. they were doing the best that they can, that they could. And they think that that was right. And it may have been right, but it could have been tweaked or better. And sometimes it was just dead wrong. And so those things that are just dead wrong and like, I don't want to raise my children that way. Those curses, you cannot allow it into um, your daily activity or how you, how you teach, how you mentor, how you self-love, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to change those things. So my mother or parents may have loved me in a certain way. And okay, that may have worked. But now I want to show my daughter something different. You know, I grew up in a generation of why did you do, you know, mom, well, why'd you do that? Because I said so, you know, mm -hmm. with no meaning, no explanation. And if we question it, it was shown as being disrespectful, but we're not being disrespectful. We're just I'm curious to, to, for them to elaborate on what it is that they're doing or saying. So you want to first recognize that there is a generational curse and then want to change it and be okay with saying it stops here. That does not work for myself at this time and, and move forward. Oh, that's so good. I hope y'all took notes on that. And like I said, this is for a special queen that requested us to dig into that. So I think that's so good. Next thing that I was thinking, so the book without digging in, because I'm going to want people to go out and get your book. But one of the things you talk about is how the death of a, of a loved one, and then you had a relationship that, you know, you were in, and then it didn't, life didn't allow it to happen the way you wanted it to happen. I'm trying to find those words. <laughs> and then you found your new you, like you just 
like blossom. I, I think of a lotus. Like sometimes lotus flowers are the prettiest flowers, but they come through the mud. And that's mm. how they, that's how they persevere. That is why they are resilient. They come through. And I feel like when I look at you and when I got to hear your story, like I said, it was, it had me a little teary eyed. Um, it helped me know that you can come through the mud now and be out there looking like a lotus and just beautiful. And that something new will come back into your life and you can blossom like you're a mom and you're doing all these things, even though you had all those things in between, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. I want the Queens to really understand that it definitely, she went through some pain and I I don't know. I'm just kind of lost for words because I'm trying not to get emotional here on the podcast because it just gave me hope. You gave me hope Mm -hmm. just even in that conversation. So what kind of like hope things can you give people who are in that turning phase of it's really bad looking and I'm trying to hope for this future. I don't want to go inside myself. I'm trying to accept this help. What can you do to help them to turn the corner? Well, to whom much is given, much is required. And I have to say, it was my faith that gave me the most hope. It was my faith that honestly got me through. Um, During this process, I did not recognize what was on the inside of me until I had to pull it out. So sometimes... If, if I'm always living on the, on the high horse or the high hill, there's no type of challenge. There's no type of growth because everything is so easy. And sometimes in life, when, when you have lemons in your life, it's not to uh, try and destroy you, but it's to make you grow. It's for you to evolve. It's for you to see other facets of who you are. And so earlier on, you were stating how, you know, we're, we're both background people. I'm good in the background. I will, you know, do your hair, put your makeup on, look, have you looking fly as all get out and push you out there. And I'm good. Like, yes, you did it. Go girl. I'm good with that. But um, apparently it wasn't enough. And I needed to, I needed to come to the forefront because apparently there were things on the inside of me that others needed. I just had to recognize that it was worth something. Come on now. And so snaps, girl. Come on now. Yes. <laughs> in the interim, in reference to the hope. So as I'm going through my journey, as I'm experiencing death, you know, people may say, oh, well, you know, it's a part of life. People. You, you live and you die. But at the same time, where I, where I am, I'm a homebody. I'm close to my parents. Um, in the book, I moved away. And I had to be disconnected from my, from my safety net, right? My friends, my family, my normal everyday life, what my routine, what I was used to. I had to be stripped away from all of that to grow, I had to be stripped away hindsight looking back this is what I've learned after the fact and I had to be stripped away um, to experience these traumatic uncomfortable uh, chapters in my life so that it could bring out the best in me so I would know who I am what I'm capable of and that it's important because for a long time I never really felt like I mattered what I had to say really mattered, or I never felt like 
I know I matter, but I never knew the impact that it would have on people. And that was honestly in the last five years, I've just been realizing it that I, I impact people. You know, we all impact people, whether it's positive or negative, but you have some type of Im impact. I never knew the capacity of my life or what I said impacted people. And even though people may say, oh, you know, they, they may acknowledge it and say how you impacted their life, I still really didn't get the just, the depth of it. So my experience, I, I do know for a fact that my experience, um, through my faith had to come to the forefront. And that's what prompted me to write the book because it's none of me. I would, would have never written a book, but I got to a point in my life and God was like, you need to write a book. And I'm like, okay, I will write it. And that's the only reason why I'm writing it. Not for rec recognition for myself, like only because you said write it. Now, wherever it goes, wherever it takes me, that's all on you but I will do what you told me to do. So there was a point in my life, I was compelled. I was scared not to write the book because I knew I had to write the book. And actually the book is just a snapshot. It's a snippet to my next book. In the middle of writing the first book, I already knew there was a second book coming. And so because of that, because that's not normally me, you know, how my thought process, I knew it was something greater than me. So I had to move self out the way and just be obedient to what it is I needed to do. So having hope or trying to turn that corner, if little old me can do it, <laughs> you know, I just feel like anybody can do it. I want to say to the Queens, get around people who will encourage you, yes. who will listen to you, who even if they don't agree, they understand your perspective and where you're coming from and who will support you in what you're doing, who will hold up your hands and arms when you can't hold them up yourself. That's the circle that you need because that's what will get you through, including with all of that, with your faith. Because it's, it's, a, it's a strong force. You, you cannot do it alone, but you can do it. And you have to just tap in, just tap in to whether it's a song, whether if you're a believer, a word, a scripture, tap into something that you can draw strength from to hold you up while you're going through a transition phase, whether you're going through a journey, whether regardless of what it is that you're doing. You have to make sure that your circle is tight. And even if your circle consists of one, it's still a circle, <laughs> you know, so grab a hold of something, someone, um, and, and just disconnect yourself from the naysayers, disconnect yourself from the negativity. Um, we all have opinions, but just really try and hone in on what is your gut telling you? What's good for you? And you can definitely get through anything. You can get through anything, but I, I truly believe it has to be something higher than yourself because we're just human and you, you can't do it alone. There's different elements and things that you need to, to make that journey. Like you need, if you're riding a horse, you need the horse to get on. So, you know, mm, that's I mean, my take. I'm sitting here taking my own notes, queen. So I hope y'all taking some notes, but when you were speaking, it definitely resonated with, um, I did an episode 
on patience and waiting and the law of attraction, but I talked about the queen tribe and I talked about the tree and I talked about leaves and branches and roots. And I heard that from TD Jakes and also from Tyler Perry, because it talks about the roots are in the ground. That's your tribe. That's who's going to be there and water you. You have um, branches and leaves. Those are the supporting team, but you don't want them to be the naysayers. You need positive people to help you to gravitate into your purpose. My grounding scripture, when you said sometimes you got to get an affirmation, girl, Matthew 6, 33, seek God first. I got t-shirts. I got it all over my house. That was one of my grounding scriptures when I was pruned, cocooned, and going through my crushing. And I think that that's so important that you have to lean on your faith and no, you don't need to do it by yourself, but it starts from within and that you need to start seeking God and then getting that team together or getting that tribe together. But I also have one more thing when you said it's greater than you, when the book is greater than you, I feel like this podcast is greater than me. A couple of my friends and family members reached out and said, Janine, this podcast is greater than you. I was like, well, I'm not doing it. So I sound like you when you first started your first book. I was like, no, no. And I fought it. And then as soon as I started to get into it and then people started jumping in and saying, Janine, I need this. I said, this is greater than me. So I feel like you definitely um, relate to what this process is and the purpose of us having this discussion today. And so before we really like close it out, I want you to talk about successful grief and the takeaway points of successful grief. Cause that was something that was important to you that you wanted to share. Okay. So first, before I do that, let me just go back to grief. I just yes. wanted to reiterate, um, give yourself permission to embrace what you're feeling in the moment. So often, you know, we try to be strong when you really don't have to be. I think that's just something that you're taught. And so we do it, but you don't have to be. Also, don't allow others to determine your timeline and how long you grieve. Grief is different for everybody. It, you know, for you, it could take a year. For me, it could take two years. As long as it does not take a lifetime, okay? In a healthy way. Don't allow people to determine how long. We try and put a time frame on it. And there is no time frame on grief. A lot of people will say, get over it or move on. But you know what? That's more so because they're uncomfortable, not because you're grieving. It makes them uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. So they think they, that you should just get over it. And that's not the way to go. Um, also, there's no book that determines um, how you grieve or the time frame that you grieve or moving on, moving on. If you've grieved and you're at peace, moving on in your life, that's another thing. People might say, she moved on too quickly or he's taking too long to move on. You know, don't allow people to put their thought process or their opinion on you because it just kind of help hold you bondage. And once again, everyone grieves differently. So um, we have to be effective when we do that. Be realistic, use wisdom and consult God. Consult God in all that you do. And when you do that, you will be, even though when you're grieving and it hurts and it's painful, you can really be at peace when all hell is breaking loose. You really can be. You can see what's going around, what's going on around you, but it may not impact you adversely because you're kind of in that um, holding pattern and that in the safety of, of God really 
to protect you from that, even though you have to be privy and see what's going on, because there's a lesson in everything. The, the characteristics of a successful grief or, or resolution and grieving, accept the loss. First, accept the loss. Accept the reality of the loss. The quicker that you accept it, the quicker that you accept it, excuse me, is the faster that you can start healing. So accept that loss. Experience the, the grief and the emotion. So many times we know we're grieving, but we won't embrace that emotion because it's too painful. Um, I don't want to think about it. We rather, once again, pack it away as opposed to just dealing with it, right? Yes, um, I so agree. Yes. Adjust to that new environment without the person or without the situation, whatever your grief is, whatever caused your grief, adjust to that new environment. I call it the new norm. That will be my new norm now. No different than, well, it, it could be different, but I'm just using this as an example with COVID. We never seen this coming, you know, and it, it still hasn't went anywhere. So what is the new norm? How do I navigate through this right now? It may not be like, or I may not be able to do the things that I used to do as easily, but I can still do some things. So how do I navigate in my new norm? And, you know, withdrawing emotion or energy, reinvest that emotion and energy differently. So when we talk about grief, it's okay to cry. It's okay to kick. It's okay to scream. Um, you definitely have to embrace it because sometimes it comes in, mo it comes in like, um, what am I trying to say? In different moments, in waves, you don't yeah. see waves. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. You don't even see it coming. Sometimes there's little things that could trigger it that you wouldn't even think that would normally trigger it. But when it does recognize it, just know that's what it is. You're grieving that person. You know, you're grieving. I was telling a friend, my um, mother had passed away in 2014 and I was telling her, that um, slow songs reminded me of my mom. And I didn't even know why it didn't before prior, but um, it just did. And so I'm like, okay, I'm turning the radio off. I can't listen to this. So just, just recognize what is triggering that. But then once again, once you recognize and come to grips in terms with what you're going through, take that energy and say, how can I reinvest that energy into something positive so that now as I'm missing my mother, I'm not always mourning, but I am celebrating. I am remembering the good things. I can even laugh and chuckle about some of the silly things to be able to start that healing process and to, to just kind of grieve in the healthy realm of grieving. That's so good. I'm up here taking my notes, Queens. I hope y'all are too. We invest <laughs> that energy. I think that was so good right there. We invest that energy, do something positive and celebrate the good times. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't apologize. Invest in you and don't apologize for it. If, if I can't take care of me, I can't take care of anybody else. I have nothing to deposit into anybody else. So you have to really whether you have to get counseling, therapy, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't matter how long it takes because we're always trying to better ourselves. So if you're trying to become your authentic self, 
the best you that you can be, sometimes we need counseling. Once again, back to generational curses, that's a stigma, right? We don't do that, but that's, that is the best thing that you could ever do. Mm -hmm. Um, Once again, in, in my book, when I was going through one of my challenging times, I had came home and, uh, I had lived out of the state. I moved back home and I was just so angry, so angry, didn't even know why I was so angry. And that's not my character. That's not normally me. And when I realized what it is, what it was, I told my friend, I said, I need help and I need you to get it right now. Like, Today is too late. I need it now because I, I think I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. Never had one before, but I think I'm about to know what it feels like. I said, so if you don't get me some help, something's about to go down. And so when I went to therapy, that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, it's just so liberating. We have our preconceived notions of what we think it will be. Well, why do I want to pay my money to them? And I can talk to anybody and have anyone listen. No, it's just, it's a process. It's therapeutic. You need to be able to pour all of out what's in you to be able to then, you know, scatter those pieces and start putting the pieces of the puzzle back together. So whether you need to get counseling, do that, do that because grief is real it will take you up out of here if you let it. And so say that um, one more time for the Queens. They need to hear that. Grief is real and it will take you up out of here if you let it in several different ways. And even some in some ways that we don't recognize as um, being the obvious, obvious way or how what it is that we equate to grief. Behaving in manners in which you did not do before, but you're it's a cry for help. So we just need to be sensitive of that and let uh, make sure that you don't let others rush you through your grieving process, but just make sure that it's in a time frame that's healthy, because if it is for too long, you need help. You need help to grieve. I'm giving you two snaps over here. I mean, it's a sensitive topic. Like I said, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and you talking about the stigma of uh counseling and therapy it is therapeutic I mean I had my own therapy journey for my own stuff and I feel like it was a game changer actually that's how I was able to do the podcast my therapist was the one that said you need to do something and you need to manifest this because you got some stuff to tell I was like no I don't do that but look at how (laughs) we are now here you're doing your second book like you know this for me is growing and I'm getting people on here I'm not even just speaking with myself I'm trying to find like-minded people to come and give the queen something that they're asking for so you definitely gave us some tips on how to invest in ourselves, how to seek help, really how to grieve healthy. And really the biggest thing I took with that is time frame. So many people push the time on you and then you start getting frustrated with yourself if you feel like you didn't meet that goal. And so whatever time it needs to take to do it, you do it. But like you said, not a lifetime, but let's do it. Let's start, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So if, is there anything else you want to share before I go ahead and have people uh, know how to contact you? Anything else you wanted to share with the Queens? You know, just, just be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest at where you are. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be ashamed. Um, we are so bamboozled and fooled and deceived just by different things that people say and do that really isn't truth. 
So whether, you know, grieving, um, loss of a relationships, just anything in life, just be yourself, be yourself, try and look at it with different lenses. So you can start somewhere. When we look through our lens, we're only used to what we're used to go think outside of the box, jump outside of the box, step out on faith. There is more out there to life that will help us through any challenge or trial that we have other than the only of the things that we know or the information that, that we have. So just be mindful of that. Don't be ashamed and um, just grow, just grow, grow, grow and be your best self. Grow girls and be your best self. So now I'm just going to have Miss Tanya go ahead and tell us her contact information. How can we get in touch with you? How can we get your book, run all your stuff down so we can reach out to you? Okay, so my book is on Amazon. If you just go on Amazon and type in Tanya Taylor or Purpose and Pain, my book should pop up. Um, my book is also, I'm on Facebook, Tanya Taylor. I'm on um, Instagram, Tan Page, T-A-N-P-A-I-G-E-1-7. On Instagram, my link is in the bio. Click on the link and it will go to my webpage and they can get the book there. It is a Linktree link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash purpose in pain. And you can do that if you just um, Google it or go on the website, I mean, and you can get the book that way as well. Oh, listen, y'all. And I'll make sure in the show notes because I do follow her on Instagram and I also will get that link tree information. I'm going to put it in the show notes. We'll make sure to put out some tips. Remember, if you want to get the show notes, guys, go to www.intentionalqueenjourney.com. You'll see my picture of my podcast pop up, which will take you to my landing page. It'll say, listen to Intentional Queen Podcast. If you click there, that is the show notes under my um, streaming website that has all my podcast episodes there. But remember, this podcast is uh, streaming on all websites. So you got Apple Podcasts, you got Spotify, you have Google Podcasts. You can just Google Intentional Queen Podcast and find it, but I'll make sure to have her information on there so you can click it as a hyperlink and get right to her info. We are so blessed to have you on here. Um, You definitely reach a topic that's sensitive to people that a lot of people deal with personally, but they don't like to share it outward. And so I think helping people or at least pointing them in the right direction on where they can go and also be an example of how you can overcome and be that lotus flower that you are. And I'm just blessed that we were able to make this happen because listen, the enemy was trying to uh, prevent us from having this happen (laughs) and we was determined and we came through. So I am so happy to have you and we're going to tell the Queens bye-bye and we're going to see them in two weeks. Okay. We'll close out. So thank you guys for listening to that episode with Miss Tanya. Taylor. Her book is called Purpose in Pain. Make sure to follow her on social media and follow me at Intentional Queen Journey. She did say her name was T-A-N page P-A-I-G-E 17 or a slash. I will have that information in the show notes for you. So make sure you follow us. Make sure you uh, send this to someone who needs to hear this message because grief is so important and we try and break the stigma out there in the streets. So pass it along. Make sure you listen. We're here every two weeks. Make sure you level up your IQ to a better you because we are just trying to become better out here and not bitter, okay? And as I said, 
snapshot, a photo of you listening to the podcast, go ahead and give me a review on Apple Podcasts because when you do that, it makes the reach go further for the women. And I just want to make sure that I'm just getting the word out and I can't get the word out without you guys. So I need you guys just as much as you need me. You pour into me just like I'm pouring into you. And I just want to just create the community that we need. So have a blessed week, guys. I'll see you in two weeks. Make sure to send me something. Let me know if you really like this episode and if it was important because this was particularly for two or three queens that asked for this. So I pray that this blessed them in the way. And bye-bye. See ya.